friends. So good to see your faces here. Uh, today, we are beginning a new six-part series on the Holy Spirit. Now, this is at the urging of our denomination, the Evangelical Covenant Church. It's, it's a priority series for them this year. It's something they, they invited all the churches of the covenant to participate in, a series called The Blazing Center, and finding the Holy Spirit as the blazing center. And I have to say, first of all, before I even uh, get into it, like how amazing is that? That our denomination of all the things that we could be talking about right now encourages the churches to discuss and grow in the blazing center of the Holy Spirit as the fire of our mission. Because we find ourselves, of course, at a time of of, of great chaos and, and confusion, maybe even insecurity. You know, it feels like you know, 2020 has become its own sort of joke. Um, but actually, the inspiration for this series came before uh, all of this kind of got launched. And, you know, you got to just ask yourself, I mean, certainly the Holy Spirit was even behind that, placing these resources and this calling out to affirm what is the, really the absolutes or the majors of our faith, to gather us around the essentials, which again would be the ministry of the Holy Spirit among us. There's also a part of this series that I think is prescriptive, you know, when you get a, a prescription uh, for something. Because uh, keeping the Holy Spirit as the blazing center of our lives and as of our church, we know wherever the Holy Spirit is, there's freedom. We know wherever the Holy Spirit is, there's unity. And we know wherever the Holy Spirit is the blazing center, there's power. So to supplement this series, uh, the Covenant has also released to us uh, some resources. Uh, there is a 28-day reader, uh, and those are at the back of uh, the door uh, on the way out of the sanctuary. It's really these beautiful books, um, Introducing the Holy Spirit through the Book of Acts. Now, maybe, again, you've, you've read the Book of Acts before, uh, but again, we're doing this in partnership with the Covenant, so they've released these books, a little reading plan, uh, 28 days of experiencing the work of the Holy Spirit through the Book of Acts, and, and, and how that work continues in us and through us today. So we've got, again, really great-looking books. I hope uh, if you feel called, you'll, you'll take one. But I hope it won't stay great-looking for long. Because one thing interesting about these books is they're edible. You, you can really eat it. Uh, and I mean eat it with your spirit. Like, they're, they're books to consume. Uh, you know, because it's, it's an easy paperback, you can write in it, highlight it, dog ear, take notes in it, write prayer journal in it. I mean, really eat this book. Eat this book. So that's there for you on the way out the door, or if you uh, would prefer, there's an online version you can look at by, by going to our website as well. In this series, uh, we're going to cover uh, several things. We're going to begin this morning with the, uh, the affirmation of a conscious dependence on the Holy Spirit, which is one of our key affirmations as a covenant church, the affirmation of a conscious dependence on the Holy Spirit. Series will continue. We're going to next week talk about listening to the Spirit, tuning our ears and our hearts to the to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Then uh, we'll be talking about learning how the Holy Spirit continues to teach us, Spirit of Truth. We're going to talk about learning in the Spirit. Uh, that's going to be followed by developing leadership. And the Holy Spirit's the one who develops leadership in the church. So, what is it to be developing leaders in the Holy Spirit? That includes young and old, by the way. Then we'll continue with living in the Spirit, life in the Spirit, the community of faith gathered around that blazing center. 
And then we'll talk about being led by, being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, um, I have to admit that maybe at, at some base level, I, I do feel somewhat experienced in, in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I have been a part of some uh, church movements and, and have known people that I would say are, are truly spiritually uh, filled and spiritually led people. I've been, been part of some pretty extraordinary ministry uh, situations where you could really see the Holy Spirit moving. And I would say it was marked by a couple of things. I mean, number one, I would say there's vibrancy in the worship. And it doesn't matter the, the type of worship. It's not about the, 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 the music itself. But there's vibrancy and passion behind the worship. Um, there's also um, a, a desire to, to find and seek the Lord. Uh, I've been a part of churches where there's been open confession uh, of, of sin, people saying this is this is who I am, and this is this is what's going on right now, uh, and then having uh, confessed sin, receiving of Christ, you know, uh, shamelessly, um, and then from that, I've been part of ministries where there's an intense desire to to hear the word preached with authority, like both it's preached with authority and received with authority, and there's a desire to grow, and, and then I would say another mark has been just outpourings of of unexpected, off-the-charts kind of generosity. I've, I've just, things that I've been a part of. I mean, one maybe recent example for me might have been Alaska Christian College. We went up to this, this frozen tundra in the middle of February earlier this year, um, and it was amazing. The, you know, these kids come from some really broken backgrounds, but they were so alive in the spirit um, that even though, you know, it, it's a tiny out-of-tune guitar and they're, and they're playing, but their, their worship was vibrant, um, they were leaned in to the preaching of the word. Uh, kids were coming to Christ. Kids would just walk up and share stuff that they were struggling with and, and, and come to Christ. Uh, I did an a, a evening chapel on a Thursday night and then afterwards uh, had a little discussion about baptism. And Almost every kid stayed. They, they wanted to know about baptism. And then the very next day, two boys said, please, before you go, can you baptize us before, before we leave? We, we want to make that, make that a part of our lives right now. You know? So it, it was really a beautiful expression. But I also would share with you that I, I feel somewhat deficient, too, in, in preaching and leading about the Holy Spirit. Because uh, I, I never feel like I truly get it. Uh, I, I know I'm never finished. I, I know that there's still more filling that I could experience. And, and I can tell you that I'm easily distracted. I'm easily distracted, especially in this season. I can be so easily distracted from the presence and purpose of the Holy Spirit. And then, and then I'm just marked always with this kind of chronic sort of insecurity. Am I doing it right? Am I, am I good enough? Am I, am I attentive enough? Am I, am I listening enough? Am I obeying enough? Am I speaking in the Spirit enough? And there's always an insecurity about that. So I want to invite you in these next several weeks to learn with me. I'm really not coming to you with... You know, I've got this all figured out, and I'm going to give you the knowledge, keys you need to be. You be more in the Spirit. Now, we all need this together. And so whether it's online or in person, I'm really inviting you just to dial in, to really set in together. And let's, let's gather around the blazing center. And especially on a cool morning, maybe it feels good to, to gather around a fire together. But let's just gather around the, the center, the blazing center, and just learn and grow together. So with that, let, let me pray as we open up God's Word to John chapter 14, uh, verses 15 through 17. But let me pray as we encounter God's Word. Father, I thank you 
I thank you, Lord, for the, the presence that we've already felt here, the ministry of the Holy Spirit that's already happening. And I, I heard you, Lord, this morning in the fellowship, uh, the din of fellowship, that of, of brothers and sisters receiving one another and, 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 and loving one another and caring for one another, discerning together, Lord, seeking your wisdom. And Lord, we, we already experienced the ministry of the Holy Spirit through the, the wonderful, wonderful um, worship provided by John, whom you've blessed with such talent. And Lord, we've received those uh, words in the Spirit, and I pray, Lord, that you would continue to do your ministry with us as we open up your word. Let it speak uh, through to our hearts. And Father, if you can use even words that I have been given to, to lead us into a deeper understanding of our need for the Holy Spirit, God, that is your work. Again, I confess I'm deficient, inefficient for this job. So you do it, Lord. Holy Spirit, come and open our hearts and minds. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Looking at the word today, we look at the words of Jesus speaking to the disciples on, on really the, 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 the end of his earthly ministry. He's preparing them for his leaving. He's preparing them. He's about to go to the cross, and he knows the sequence that's going to come after that. He, he's going to be leaving them. And so his, his ministry and his final instructions, sort of like the huddle, really a holy huddle. If there ever was one, this is it. And he's huddled up with the disciples, and, and this is what he says this is in part. This is John chapter 14, verses 15 and 17. Jesus says to the disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yes, thank you. This is Jesus again on the eve of his departure from, he knows he's going to be ascending to the right hand of the Father. And this is one of his final sort of instructions to disciples. If you love me, he says, you will keep my commandments. And I wonder sometimes, you know, that the, because it's a written word, it doesn't give us the pauses maybe that, that could have been in there. I, I, you know, if you stop in that moment, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. There, there may have been a pause there. Because I feel like the disciples might have, in just that phrasing, what? If you love me, you'll keep my commands. Again, I've already, you know, announced to you, uh, you know, I can quickly run to um, my own insecurity. And, and that's where I ran very quickly when I read that. I, I don't know if I could do that. I don't think I have the strength to do that. I mean, I'll, I'll give it my best try. But already I feel the cold sweat coming down my forehead. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, having been married 19 years, I know a couple things. No, some of you have uh, much more history in your marriage than I do. But just think about this even from that perspective or a key relationship that you have in your life. Whenever someone might say to you, hey, if you love me, will you know, whatever they say next, I'm instantly going to think, I can't do that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Don't put that condition on there. If you love me, you'll do this thing. You know, my wife is, is teaching right now. She's a substitute teacher, so she goes off on Mondays. And I'm, I'm off on Mondays. Mondays, you know, my day to, to rest. 
Um, and she always says, she doesn't say if you love me, but she's like, oh, by the way, here's a list of six things I want you to do on your day off. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do all that. I'm already thinking she's going to come home disappointed. Because, you know, in between the naps, I don't know if I'm going to have time for all that. <laughs> if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I would maybe do what the disciples did, like, all of them? He said quite a few things. Maybe what if I forget one? What if I'm not good at that one? Wait. Well, okay, let's just boil it down to the two. The, the loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, strength, loving your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm toast. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. Do you feel that? Hey, if you love me, you, you, will, keep, you will keep my commands. Jesus must sense the, the cold sweat forming on the temple because he says right on the heels of that, uh, I will send you, I will ask the Father and he will send you an advocate, another advocate. I will ask the Father and he will, send, he will give you another advocate to be with you, by the way, forever. Well, that helps. That helps. I will ask the Father, and he will send you another advocate, a helper, and he will be with you forever. He meets their insecurity with this incredible gift. I'm going to send you a helper, and he's going to be with you forever. So it's this place where insecurity meets eternal security. I know what you're thinking. I'm going to send you a helper, and he's going to be with you forever. Now, I want us to be clear in this word, another helper, another advocate. Um, he's not saying a different advocate. Actually, the original word implies uh, different but same, like an, another in the same type, not a, not a different one. I'll give you an example. My, my wife is substitute teaching, okay? And so this is something that she has done for the last couple of years now. Uh, she has a new assignment that will start on Monday. A kindergarten teacher has to take some time off. So she knows as a kindergarten teacher she has to come in quickly and get to know the kids, um, but also take the curriculum that they've already started and, and continue on that path. And then she also recognizes that one day that teacher's going to come back. And so she understands that a lot of her role is to care and love and instruct the kids in her own ability, but knowing that one time their full-time teacher's going to come back, and she has to prepare them for that. So she's a teacher like the regular full-time teacher, but she's just there to help them in this season but she's still the same type of teacher. Jesus says, I'm going to send you, don't worry, I'm going to send you an advocate, a helper, and he's going to be with you, and he's going to be with you forever. And this helper, he says, is the spirit of, of truth. Why would we need a spirit of truth? Because, because instantly we go to the lie, which is, I can't do that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. If you love me, You'll keep my commandments. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to fail. No, no, that's the lie. The Spirit will be with you. The Advocate will be with you. He'll be with you forever. He's the Spirit of truth. Listen to Him. Not the lies that go on in your head and your heart, which is all about insecurity and works. And I love that Jesus says this Advocate, He'll be there. He'll, he, he abides with you already. He's already. They've already been sensitive to the ministry of the Spirit but I, I love this. He is, he, he, you know him because he abides with you, but, and, and also he will, be, he will be in you. He will be in you. Before we go on more, who is this, who is this advocate? 
Who is Jesus talking about? This advocate that is going to be with you forever and you, you already know him. He abides in you and he will be in you. Well, the advocate is known throughout Scripture for, through many names. The Holy Spirit being one of them, Spirit of Truth. I have a number of others on the screen there for you. He is, he is one who is called for by God and sent by the Father. In this sense, we have God the Father who is over us and, and, and God in Christ who is with us. And now we receive this Holy Spirit God who is God in us. But the presence of God is here and he'll be with us, in us. With this, I want to go to the covenant's uh, statement on conscious dependence on the Holy Spirit. This is what our denomination gathers around again. It's one of our values that affirm us as a covenant church. And what's fascinating, if you ever travel around the country or even around the, the world and you go visit other covenant churches, pretty cool because they will receive you so warmly. If you just say, hey, I'm part of a, you know, Hinsdale Evangelical Covenant Church, they'll always receive you so warmly. But you're going to find yourself in a lot of different experiences. Some are, you know, out in California, some very large mega-style churches, you know, beautiful places. Uh, there's some warehouse-style churches. I was a part of one of those. Um, there's every measure of urban, suburban, country, and town, and, and they'll all receive you. And one of the things that we gather, no matter where we're from, are these affirmations. These are things that make us part of the covenant church, no matter how different we might look. And it says this, we affirm a conscious dependence on the Holy Spirit. Even in that statement, we affirm, we, we think it's right, we agree that it's good, in a sense, to have our minds fixed on, our need, our dependence on the Holy Spirit. And it goes on to say that the covenant church, church affirms, agrees, the Trinitarian understanding of one God, His Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God. The New Testament tells us that the Holy Spirit works both in the individuals and among them. So the Holy Spirit works in us individually and among us together. God in us together. Okay? Goes on to say that we believe it is the Holy Spirit who instills in our hearts a desire to turn to Christ. In other words, how we come to Christ is through the ministry of the Holy Spirit who's already active in our hearts and minds, drawing us to that place of Christ. And the Holy Spirit assures us that Christ dwells within us. Spirit of truth. Because so often we can believe that lie. That maybe he's in, maybe he's out. Maybe I lost him, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I can't do it today. But he assures us that Christ continues, continuously dwells within us. The statement goes on to say, it is the Holy Spirit who enables our obedience to Christ. Again, this is ongoing obedience to Christ and conforms us to his image. And it is the Spirit that in us that enables us to continue Christ's mission in the world. It's the Spirit who enables us to continue our mission. So what, what if we don't have him? Can we continue to do mission or ministry? There are probably some churches out there operating in their own strength, but we recognize as a covenant church the Holy Spirit that is that blazing center fuel that continues the mission of the church in the world. And it is the Holy Spirit 
who gives us spiritual who gives spiritual gifts to us as individuals and binds us together in Christ's body. It's the Holy Spirit that continues to give spiritual gifts to each one of us individually and then binds us together in the diversity of that gifting to serve together as Christ's body. What a powerful ministry that is. And again, it all begins with the affirmation that that we need to be mindful. We We need to have our minds fixed on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful, beautiful statement. But you notice that it begins with the affirmation of the Trinity, which is historic and essential. Understanding of the Holy Spirit begins as we understand the Holy Spirit to be a member of the Trinity. This is a core belief of the Christian church throughout history. It's it's more than the covenant church. It's, It's an essential belief of the Christian church throughout all history. It's affirmed in the creeds. The Holy Spirit is an inseparable, essential, and equal person in the unity of one God. And as Jesus said before, no one comes to the Father except by me, recognizing it's the Holy Spirit who does that work, reveals that to our hearts and minds, and it's still true. No one comes to the Father but by me, because the me is encased also in the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One of the reasons that I I think the, the reality of the Trinity escapes us, and again, maybe you've seen some metaphors or word pictures that have been helpful. I've seen Light bulbs and, and, uh, and musical notes, I've heard that. Like harmony is a metaphor. Eggs, I've heard that. And at some point, they all kind of break down at some level. It's just really difficult, if not impossible, to just grasp that reality. And I think one 